Joe? Yes, sir. This clusterfuck gets more clusterfucky every minute. Like, oh, shit. I was cracking up last night watching this. I, mean, I, 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 I can't keep up. Like, this just broke. Which one's going on now? UST's Do Kwan was behind earlier failed stable co- coin, ex-Terra colleagues say. Basis cash. Not only was he behind it, but it was launched around the same time as Terra and UST. Huh. So he's already fucked this up once. Yeah, probably not as spectacularly the first time. <laughs> it never got to peg the yeah. other one. <laughs> yeah. You know, I don't know. You know, it's, it's, I've just seen a lot of miss moves all around. I, I think last night was just so interesting watching when they were, you know, basically people were buying UST at 60 cents and then selling it for a dollar in Luna and selling the Luna. Yeah. I mean, it was just a, a, a just absurd. I don't know. I saw it bounced off of one to like three fifty earlier. I don't know where Luna's at I, now, but I saw a tweet earlier today of a dude that did that run. He did the he bought UST with USDT, so yep. spent three hundred thousand, bought uh, a million something worth of of UST, converted it in Anchor to Luna, took the Luna to Binance, and cleared a million dollars in profit. Yeah, people are doing that all over the place last night. I mean, it's like freaking bonkers easy man. money. This guy just, I mean, look, and this is completely a story about arrogance. Like it is completely about their, the, first of all, humans needs to follow someone who's an arrogant idiot. Um, and second of all, someone who's so arrogant that he doesn't listen to the people that warned him. Right. And the most, um, the craziest thing is we found out how it was done, right? Um, where is that thread? That's Here it one is. Link. Yeah, that one. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to talk through this, or do you? No, want to you talk. You're you're a little bit deeper on this today, though. Uh, I, I I'm really not, but essentially, because <laughs> I'm still fucking digesting it all. Um, but essentially, this looks like uh, from the on-chain data that it was pulled off by one person. And there is a reason to believe or one organization. And there is a reason to believe um, that this is true because somebody warned him about it. But we'll talk about that in a minute. Um, So let me make sure I walk through this properly. Anyway, so on March 22nd, um, LFG, that's the foundation behind Terra, uh, started buying up Bitcoin because there was nothing mm-hmm. backing this stablecoin, right? Yeah. And so they started buying it up with the goal of getting to ten billion dollars worth of Bitcoin, yep. which also probably propped up, you know, a lot of that. What could have been probably a lot more BTC price dump uh, during that earlier. Time. Yeah, 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 because they were buying a lot. Um, then Frax announces Four Pool. On April Fools, of course, um, which is a new pool on Curve uh, to help them on their liquidity and not be tied to uh, die and whatever, right? So UST, Frax, USDC, and USDT. So they start that up. It gives them, um, you know, more liquidity, etc. So this added the second leg, uh, on-chain wizard. So at on-chain wizard sums up that this was the second leg needed, the BTC buys and then the the new pool, right? So we don't know when, but the attacker borrowed 100,000 BTC to start the position. Um, Other than that, it was sold into Quan's buying. He's still speculating about that. So LFG bought 15,000 BTC between March 27th and April 11th and average price of 42,000. So you have... A $4.2 billion short position. Over the same time, the attacker builds a $1 billion OTC position in UST. So the stage is now set to create a run on the bank and get paid on your BTC short. So this guy buys this up. He has a short $4.2 billion. Yeah, I love it. These numbers are fucking insane. (laughs) I mean, I can't even imagine clicking the fucking mouse on those numbers. Like, Can you imagine, like, you know, moving that stuff around? I mean, I, talk I about can't. being paranoid as hell about 
having the right wallet address. Oh my God. Can you fucking imagine? Yeah. Oh, anyway. So initially LFG removes $150 million from the three pool liquidity for the launch of the four pool. The liquidity was pulled on May 8th, and then the attacker uses $350 million of UST to drain curve liquidity, and LFG pulls another $100 million of liquidity. But this only begins the depegging. It dropped down to 0.972 on the lows, and then LFG begins selling BTC to defend the peg, causing downward pressure on BTC because they're selling billions yeah. of dollars worth of Bitcoin, right? while the run on UST was just getting started. With the curve liquidity drain, the attacker used the remainder of their $1 billion OTC UST position, 650 million or so, to start offloading on Binance. As withdrawals from Ankle turned from concern into panic, this caused a real depeg as people fled for the exits, right? So everybody's like, fuck, this thing's gonna depeg. Let's get out. They start dumping and selling everything they get. LFG is selling BTC to try to restore the peg while the attacker is selling UST on Binance. Eventually, the chain gets con congested and the centralized exchanges suspend withdrawals of UST, which makes everybody panic even more, right? Now they can't even yeah. get to their fucking money. UST depegs to 60 cents at the bottom while BTC bleeds out. So not only is he devastating UST, but... He's also devastating Bitcoin at the same time, right? The crypto community panics as they wonder how much BTC sold, will be sold to keep the peg because now these guys are dumping the BTC and there are liquidations across the board. So now all of the people who were in leverage are getting liquidated um, across the board because of the massive dump happening across DeFi and across crypto. Um, and Luna pukes because of its redemption mechanism. The attacker very well could have shorted Luna as well, but he doesn't know that. BTC fell 25% from 42,000 to 31,000. So how much did the attacker make? There aren't details on where they covered, obviously, but if they're able to cover or buy back the entire position at 32,000, that means they made $952 million on the short. On the $350 million of UST curve dumps, I don't think they took much of a loss. Let's assume 3% or just $11 million. Let's assume that all that Binance dumps were done at 80 cents. That's another $125 million cost of doing business for a grand total profit of $815 million. Yeah, baby. So you ask yourself, where, where did this guy get this idea? Like, did this guy just think of it on his own? Did he, did he, you know, just happen to notice the tokenomics of, of, uh, of this protocol, UST and Luna and say, holy shit, I can do this, this, and this, and this? What do you think, Joe? I mean, I think there's people stalking all of these protocols right now. I do think there are people still stalking all these protocols, but he may have had a hand. And the hand he may have had is from Freddie Reynolds on Twitter, who actually outlined an entire plan for doing exactly this on November 21st, 2021 to Luna and the protocol. Outlined the whole thing. And what did Doquan do? Did Doquan say, oh, thank you. We need to really think about this and figure out how we defend against it. No, 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 no. Doquan called it probably the most retarded thread I've read this decade. Silence is perfectly acceptable option if stupid billionaires in my following go ahead see what happens what was his strategy because there wasn't the curve pool and there wasn't the btc holdings so what was his what was well, he saying let's go take point? a look at it because i haven't read through the whole thing okay because i'm curious i mean because this is a blueprint for just about anything you know yeah. i mean well, all, if you can pull together four and a half five billion dollars to do this um, you know, then, Hey, my hat's off to you, buddy. But it's not like people aren't going to find out who did it. There's already a lot of, I don't yeah, know what's if it's the, in the press, but you want to talk about hearing. the speculation that's out there. You know, I don't know. It's, it's not in the media. There's nobody saying names okay. at all. I mean, the scuttlebutt I'm hearing specific names, but you know, I don't know if I'm going to betray any confidences here, but oh, here we go. 
So his idea was long $100 million of Luna, PL impact zero, net PL zero. Purchase $100,000 of Luna and immediately withdraw from exchange and swap to UST using the Terra seniorage mechanism. Fee is 0.5%. Repeat 10,000 times, use a bot. So you accumulate 500 million UST for $502.5 million. PL impact negative 2.5 million, net PL to negative 2.5 million. Sell your initial 100 million Luna from step one, since there has been 500 million of Luna market bought in step two. Looking at the current order books, PA, I think a reasonable estimate here is plus 30% or 30 million profit. So now PL 30 million, net PL 27.5 million. Deposit 200 million worth of BETH on Anchor Protocol and take a loan out for 100 million UST. PL impact zero, net PL 27.5 million. Short 100 million of Luna, same PL. In $100,000 chunks, use seniorage again to convert 500 million UST and 100 million UST to Luna. After each conversion, dump the Luna. Conversion fee 0.5%. Uh, net PL is at 24.5. Close the Luna short from step five since there has been 600 million of Luma market sold in step six. I think a reasonable estimate here is a negative 30% uh, price, Luna price, or a $30 million profit. So total net PL 54.5 million. Payback loan from step four, reclaim your BETH, repeat. So same mechanism, just different yeah. tokens. It's that seniorage mechanism that he referenced a few times. I mean, yep. I guess they're, because I know what was going on last night is that, you know, like we said, that you could buy, you know, UST priced at 60 cents and then convert it for a dollar's worth of Luna and make the, you know, 40 cent pop and dump it. Is right. that seniorage mechanism what was essentially gamed uh it seems like it yeah that's interesting yeah i mean you know look it's uh i mean I, i'm totally with you when you sit there and you make yourself a target by calling a bunch of people you know retarded um they're gonna want to stick it to you and now exactly. that the hedge fund guys and the big banks are in this space i mean this is what they do for a living so exactly if you don't if you don't know about that i suggest you go stream uh billions on showtime <laughs> There you go. give you a little clue as to what goes on. And, and, you know, they have to play by certain rules with public stocks because of the insider trading rules. But this shit's not securities and it's not public. So, yeah. you know, they're working intelligence networks and things to get data and, you know, probably can pay off inside people to get inside knowledge and keys and this and that and know where the breakpoints are. I mean, there's no real rules. No. So I would expect more of this, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, and these guys are brutal. They don't give a shit about your mm -hmm. stablecoin, your project, Bitcoin, DeFi, nothing. They could care less. And as a matter of fact, some of them may be motivated to take the whole thing out, right? Well, yeah, because their 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 belief is that they're doing you a favor by taking all your money because you're so stupid. You know, it's not it's not that they have any altruistic uh, ambitions or anything. It's all about the money. Yeah, and if you can't protect your stack, they're going to take it. So, yep. you know, this is now what we have to deal with in the crypto space. So better protocols, better tradecraft, better messaging, you know, all of these things. Or you're going to get gutted like this guy. Yeah, exactly. Doquan? Do Do yeah. Doquan. And, you know, look, I think this all comes down to this. People, for some reason, want to follow assholes. I don't get it. I don't understand it. Um, arrogance is never to me, very smart. And the cults always will devastate you. You'll either get shot in Waco or you're going to, you're going to get wrecked in DeFi because they're always going to fuck you. Um, and by the way, I just read another uh, piece earlier today. You know, he, you know who he consulted on for advice to cash out to make sure he had enough money. If this whole thing fell apart last year. Doquan. Do yeah. Let me guess. Justin son. No, no. Oh. Similar. Well, oh, no, oh, not Sifu? quite as shitty. Not Sifu? quite as shitty. No, Sifu? closer. Danielle. Uh, uh, Danielle Sesta. Yeah, Danielle Sesta. Yeah. Danielle helped him figure out how to get his cash out. So he's sitting supposedly on a couple of billion. I don't know if that's true or not. I don't have any wallet addresses, whatever. But that was a series of tweets I read earlier today. Um, and, and look this is a new space. Everybody wants to get rich. Everybody wants to make money. It's a lot easier if you can, you know, believe in somebody uh, like this guy and just 
enjoy and thrive on his arrogance and think he's hilarious. And I will tell you the, you know, the other thing that people talk about is the fact that all of the people who were calling themselves the lunatics were just as shitty as he was like ganging up on people, you know, just being total dicks and total assholes. And, you know, there was a time when that was, you could get away with that in this space, but they have, they have, they, and him have done more damage to the ecosystem and to DeFi in general and potential future damage from regulators than anyone has done so far. And, 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 and it's not even like an exploit or a hack or a rug. It's game did. It's just fucking arrogance and stupidity. And that's the kind of shit that will always get us in trouble. So I don't know. I, I just, I have so much difficulty understanding it. And look, in TradFi, there's the same kind of personalities. A lot of people like this guy, right? I mean, oh, who's yeah. the guy? Who's the guy that just got arrested? Him and his CFO, uh, the fund that was manipulating oh, prices. Zhang or somebody like that. Yeah, or? ran up, ran up from. I think he had a few hundred million. Ran it up to like ten, twenty billion dollars, and then crashed it all out because the banks wouldn't keep extending the credit. Yeah, I mean. I mean- the arrogance is everywhere. Well, it's like they feel like um, that if you don't believe in yourself and what you can do, that you know you're weak, and that at the moment you doubt yourself or project any doubt or whatever, that everybody's going to come pouncing on you. And yeah, and they're they're sort of right. You know, they they have to be the alpha dog and scare people because if you're not scaring people, people are going to come for your stack. And um, I don't I don't like it either. I think it's short-sighted. Um, you know, some of the guys I know that have been in the big money for a long time, you know, these are the guys you would, they would never even open their mouth, let alone do anything flashy because they know they all have buddies who lost it all. Yeah. And the game is once you have it, it's to settle down and, you know, lay low. And, you know, these guys that have this ego thing, that kind of shocks me. It sort of reminds me of like the Wall Street bets culture. You know, stonks and all that shit. You know, it's like there's they're not making any good calls. They're gaming the system and they're throwing a huge herd at it to drive the price up. You know, I mean, hey, it's a good game if you can pull it off. But there's always somebody left holding the bag. And so to me, I think you have to always remember there's somebody on the other side of every single trade. Um, In this situation, um, you know, I mean, if I was anybody, I'd be pissed at Doquan. I wouldn't totally. be pissed at the guys that gamed the system because no way. Look, they I pulled mean, together $5 billion in scratch to pull yeah. this off. Uh, look, so. the GameStop thing was gaming the system just the reverse yeah. side. It was the little guys gaming the system just like the big guys do. And yep. I, guarantee, I, I, I guarantee you this was, you know, some of these more sophisticated folks who, who can just fuck you. And it's just like – now, the interesting thing is supposedly they had, they had their existing investors – Jump, I uh, can't June Star something. They had their existing investors lining up to put another one to one and a half billion into this thing. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And but there hasn't been any more news from it. Yesterday afternoon, you know, it was floated mm-hmm. that that um, p- these guys were going to pony up more money, and then today we haven't heard anything more about it. But Doe Doe came out with a plan. Came you know, it's funny because there was speculation on that VC group. It's like, oh, now he's going to bring in all the VCs. And like Alameda was talking about coming in and everybody's like, oh, great. They're the biggest dumpers of coins of all time. <laughs> if there's anything left, Alameda's going to just pick the meat off the bone. Yeah. And I loved this. I fucking loved I, I think I retweeted this. Yeah. <laughs> so remember we were talking about jump. Yeah. Steel metal guy's domain. Somebody tweeted, shouldn't fucked with the old dude's domain name, even if he was a dick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, oh man. Funny. So, so we have a plan. We have a plan. Oh, uh, Doe, Doe has a plan. He's going to save the, he's going to save, he's going to save everything. Can you guess how they're going to do it? Uh, it's certainly probably not going to involve his money. No, no. Uh, how would the Fed do it? Print more money. (laughs) (laughs) 
So we're going to turn on the printers. They're going to fucking print the fuck out of Luna. Yeah. They're going to print the fuck out of Luna. So this is his like, oh, I'm with you. I know it's been extremely tough. Extremely tough. He like fucked the entire ecosystem along with your cultists. Um, so dilute he, the shit out of you on top of everything else. Exactly. So essentially, you know, he's he's he gives a background of the whole thing. He talks about how the price stag- being um, stabilization mechanism works. This is a thread he points to to talk about it. But essentially, what he's saying is, uh, first, we endorse the commodity proposal to increase the base pool from 50 million to 100 million and decrease the pool recovery block from 36 to 18. This will increase menting capacity from 293 million to, and somebody pointed out how he wrote this. He didn't write this 1.2 billion. He wrote it as 1,200 million, right? Mm. So they're going to essentially print about another 900 million Luna to try to save the day. How many Luna's out right now? I, I I'll look it up. You keep talking. I'll look yeah, it up. I think somebody commented with it in the in the thread, but um, I I mean, it I, sounds I, like I, double. It sounds like fifty percent dilution. So probably, you know, nine hundred million from what that one thing you said. If I heard that right, yeah, yeah. So essentially, he's going for. They want to. As we begin to rebuild UST, we'll adjust its mechanism to be collateralized. In other words, they probably think the only way to save this thing is to get to 100% collateralization, right? So I guess there's some logic behind decreasing the value of Luna, um, but I I don't know how it all works. Well, I'm going to say, I'm just going to jump out on on a limb here and say, mission accomplished. You sufficiently decreased the value of Luna. Yeah, yeah, they already did that, dude. Yeah, no, I saw it. What was I saw it at like eighty cents this morning? Somewhere. Yeah, and then he says, naturally, this is at a high cost to UST and Luna holders, but we will continue to explore various options to bring in more exogenous capital to the ecosystem and reduce supply overhang on UST. So they don't really have a plan. They mm-hmm. have a fucking. You know. Let's pump it up a little bit and get some extra liquidity and move on yeah. to the next project. Fingers. Let me start another stable coin. Yeah. Hey, I see a circulating supply is about 950 million. Okay. Uh, total supply was was 1.7-ish, but this is this is not going to include all the stuff for the last day or so. Um, look at this. Like, look at this. Dr. Crypto. 48.5 thousand followers. It's time for the crypto community for us to help out Stablequan and Terra Money. I'll be deploying a significant amount of capital into Luna over the next few hours. Who the fuck are these people? Like, I mean, what no, is they're just wrong? all fake accounts, probably. No, this is a verified account. Oh, Doctor Prakash, Prakash Shand, early I, Bitcoin and crypto adopter. Yeah, you know, Adam's in the shitter too. Did you see that? That was down around nine dollars. It was off fifty-five percent last night. No, Cosmos. I didn't see that. Yeah, a lot of them. Shit. Everything's down huge. A lot of 50% off stuff going on. But look, you know, this is, again, opportunity. If you were thinking about getting in, still go by my 25% rule. If you're not in now, you know, this is a nice place to pick up some blue chips. Yeah, um, totally. But again, I still think there's more pain coming. Not necessarily from this, but from just whatever else. Um, but this is a good place to kind of stick your toe in with 25% of your, you know, allocation per project. But you look at any of these, I mean, everybody's saying L1s are dead. I'm like, what are people talking about? I don't see that at all. No, I don't either. Look, I I mean, mean, Phantom's dumping, but I'm buying more. I buy more every day, a little bit every day. Polygon too, you know, I mean, with that huge meta deal and, you know, they had a 15% pop. I think, did we talk about that yesterday? Or the day before. Yeah, but, we talked about it yesterday. And it settled back down. But, you know, those are all plays. You have to, this is the time when you start kind of accumulating for the next cycle. Um, and, you know, if you got in at the top, well, you know, I'm, hopefully you did a 25% rule or something. I, I doubt it, though, to be honest. Usually people that come in at the top tend to drop it all there. Um, but, you know, you've had six months or so to, accumulate some more fundage, you know, you might want to be thinking about 
DCAing at this point with some portion of that. You know, yep. maybe if you've set aside another equal increment, come in with like half of that as a DCA right now and wait. Right. At least you dropped if you bought what what would a Bitcoin peak at 60 or something like that? If you bought it at 60, you know, at least you're dropping your cost basis down to 45. You know, somebody said, just get that down. And then you it's easier to see the exits then. Absolutely. You know? And then when it goes into the 50s, just, I mean, I sell at that point. I, I know a lot of people don't, but I try to. So, you know, this is not, I know it's totally catastrophic, at, you know, to see $7 billion or whatever, just, no, I'm sorry. That was just in one TVL wallet. Sorry. <laughs> you know, when you see basically tens of billions of dollars disappear, um, you know, it's tough. It, yeah. it definitely cramps everybody's style. But also, you know, this is where you kind of, you know, the real winners of the next cycle are making their moves and taking their positions. So look for bargains. They're out there. They're everywhere right now. Yeah, absolutely. I, You know, I read, I read tweets like this one. No matter how this develops, Doquan has altered my life path for the better and given me purpose, stability, and personal autonomy. And I, I don't want to make fun of people like this, but I'm, I'm just trying to point out, I want people to start thinking about the things they decide they believe in, right? Mm -hmm. And the things that they put their faith in and pound all of their money into when, you know, this whole idea that, that, that your life was changed by some dude, arrogant dude running a DeFi protocol to me is just silly. Bollocks. So, yeah, yeah, no, I'm, Look, I think humans have a need to, obviously, faith, religion, you know, there's a need to believe in something within us to make sense of the grind that we go through every day called life. Um, but, you know, there's also this thing about false prophets, you yeah. know, P-R-O-P-H-E-T-S, not, not money prophets. <laughs> or in this case. Yeah, I guess that's a no pun intended. Um, but uh, You should change the name of the show. False prophets? <laughs> P-R-O-F-I-T-S. Yeah. yeah, that's a good idea. Um, but look, anytime it's like the influencers and everybody else. Again, I'm not picking on them all. But, you know, when the whole thing is to build a cult of personality, you know, usually there's not a whole bunch of substance under there. Yeah. And it's all about kind of like what the um, the Wall Street Bets guys were doing. It's just trying to get a herd going that will, you know, move price uh, stay st stabilize values, things like that. But, you know, if they don't execute and deliver on the cash flow side of things, the profit side, there's nothing there. Yeah. And so to me, I'm glad that what's her name, his name, what is it? William. I'm glad William <laughs> found some purpose, stability and personal autonomy here, but I guarantee you could get the same thing if you just exercise you know, and do a diversified play of investments. And then you won't be sitting here trying to justify it. Yeah. You're a true believer. I'm not a true believer in anything. No, beliefs cause you know? suffering always. Beliefs yeah. in your thoughts, beliefs in your emotions, beliefs in other people. You know, I'm, I'm a trust but people, verify guy. You know, beliefs in gods, whatever, always cause suffering. So, yeah, like anyway. faith and thinking, you know, wishing well and, you know, doing no harm. All those things are good. You know, you could do those on your own. You don't need a, a crew to tell you to do it or a group to align with. But again, people want, that's why gangs exist. That's why, yep. you know, units exist. It's that camaraderie. People like to be part. It happens all the way down at the bacterial level too. They, they cluster to each other. Right. So we all want to belong to something or believe in something. But, you know, it backfires most of the time. Um, this being one of those cases, William. It's pretty pitiful. I feel bad for them. I really do. Look, I get it. You know, we're not trained as humans to to understand what's happening when someone gets our dopamine flowing and we start making money. And, you know, look, I have plenty of times in my life uh, lost money because I thought something was awesome and great. Eamon says we're all screwed. New Doquan stablecoin. Yeah, let's do that. USTD. <laughs> there you go. That is fucking great. Dude, you got to tweet that out so I can retweet it. That's fucking awesome. USTD. I love it. <laughs> yeah. that I didn't is... pick it up when you said it until I just looked down. I'm like, 
Oh yeah. Oh yeah. For those listening on the pod, which are most of our listeners, uh, it's, he says, yeah, let's do that. And then he has U S T D the letters and then writes it as Y O U S T D. That's freaking awesome. Maybe. Yeah. Oh, syphilis chain, Joe. He said, put it on syphilis. There you go. Sif chain's been holding up a little bit. Erewhon. It's the one that I completely forgot I had. And I'm looking, I see like up 15%. I'm like, holy shit. Well, of course, the last two days, it's down like 33. So, of course, it's not saving it. But yeah, that's a good one. We should put it on syphilis chain. Yeah. Maybe you should tweet awesome. that out to Daquan or Duquan or whatever his Do- name is. Doquan. Doquan. Sorry. <laughs> you know, now in the meantime, let's take a look at Frax. Yeah, that was doing pretty well. Yeah. Look at that. Just hanging out at $1. Right where you would want a pegged stable coin to be. <laughs> yeah, and that but that one's an algorithmic one too, right? Yeah. Yeah. But okay. um a much better one led yes. by someone uh with a little bit of humble in yeah. their existence. Not, not Mr. Hubris. This to me is an awesome opportunity. This fourteen dollars and thirty-four cent uh FXS price, thirteen eighty-six. This is, I I love this project, love this team, love what they're doing. I wonder what FPI is doing right now. That's their um, uh, inflation peg stable coin. By the way, wasn't there a CPI news today? Down 0.2. It went from 8.5 to 8.3 or 8.4. It was was a nothing burger. Didn't go up. Okay. Didn't go up, but didn't like drop anything significant. Um. Yeah, I mean, look, FXS is off twenty six percent. Doesn't have FPI yet. Twenty six point six percent. So, you know, that's again total supply of a hundred million tokens, roughly. I mean, that is a good good time to be entering here. Yeah. No, I I love that project, and I think they're gonna they're going to have a Frax uh, price index, right? That's the one you're looking for. FPI. Yeah. We're at ninety nine five three nine three. Off 2.6. It's it's holding. Okay. That one's interesting because that one's tied via oracles to supposedly the consumer price index, but I got to dive deeper into how it works. I did an interview with him, but we didn't do a lot of granular detail on it. Well, it went as high as, hold on, what is that? This 109. morning at 9. Yeah, shit. It was up to like 109, 110. Well, that's probably, I think, I think that has to do with supply being uh, adjusted based on what the CPI is. Mm. Um, that's about the right time. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think that's how it functions, but this is brand new. So I don't know. Anyway, uh, love and fracks. And uh, uh, I think there's just a lot of potential in this project. I, I was tweeted earlier today. I feel bad for the Beanstalk guys um, because my first interview with them, they had just had uh, Justin Tron had dumped, I think, 20 million on their protocol. Speaking of dicks, and um, they lost peg, right? And they were actually fired up about it because they weren't expecting to be able to test the algorithm so quickly. I mean, it was like two weeks into their launch. Right. And they had, no, they had no, they, they wanted to test it and make sure it functioned and worked properly and would get back. And it did. And so they were completely fired up. So I can guarantee you that during all of this, while all the attentions on UST and now everybody's looking at the alternative, I'll go stable coins that the guys at, at Beanstalk, the uh, Publius are, frustrated as hell that they are out of the game until they finish their barn race. So um, anyway, Wait, what's going on with them? I'm sorry. What, <laughs> no, I mean, I didn't know. I don't follow them like you do, but what is going on? They're doing another race. Well, yeah, they're, you remember they have, they were exploited. Right. Right. And looked pretty, pretty doom and gloom. And I interviewed them the, 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 Day and took after some of their weekend, money from them in the poker tournament, if I remember correctly. I did take some money in the poker tournament. Um, 10,000, still valuable. So that's good because they're restarting the protocol. So what they're doing is, you know, there's a credit collateralized credit stablecoin, right? Yep. And you essentially loan to the protocol what are called pods. They have everything has this bean 
um, model, farming model. And you get them at a discount. And then later on, you're in the queue, you get paid back at a dollar each because beans are worth a dollar, right? Mm -hmm. It's a stable coin. So this model has worked well. So when they first launched, they had a test on them, right? Um, of their peg and it worked beautifully. The algorithm worked, everything functioned the way it was supposed to. They were very excited about that. So my point was, is because after the exploit, they shut the entire thing down and now they're doing what they're calling a barn raise. And initially the barn raise was going to be public and everyone could come in and buy sharply discounted via a Dutch auction, sharply discounted pods. And then a third of the newly minted beans would go to the people who came in for the barn raise, and then a third would go back into the regular queue, and then the third would function the way the system normally functions. Well, it turns out there was a ton of institutional money that wanted in on the barn raise. So they have to raise, the goal is to raise $77 million. If they do, it makes everybody whole. Nobody loses anything. They restart the protocol, and there's just more people in the pod line, and those are being divided up in thirds. So they paused the barn raise because these institutional people lined up to want to give them the money, and they're trying to make sure they negotiate the deal and set it up, everything, and then the community votes on it because they're pure, decentralized purists um, okay. at Beanstalk. So well, this might be a blessing in disguise for them, to be honest. I mean, well, my point of view is this I, I think they come out of this after the barn raise and they they explode because they already had a, a pretty frenzied fan base for that protocol and they were smart. They don't, they're not having person, their personalities around the protocol, right? They dox themselves after the exploit because they wanted people to know it wasn't them, but they haven't built a personality like a doe around it, right? They really have pushed for pure decentralization from the very beginning on this protocol. So when this happened, I can guarantee you that right now, though, they would have wanted Beanstalk to be live with this massive dump that's been happening so they could prove their model even more that the product protocol would maintain its peg, that Bean would stay at a dollar, right? So I know they're frustrated. I know that right now they wish that they were um, they were in the game. And you're yeah, right. But it may be to... better that they're not yeah. for now, but... I know, I know knowing these guys and having interviewed them now multiple times, I know that they're frustrated for not being out there proving mm-hmm. what they have. Yeah. They're just chomping at the bit, but I'm telling you, they have an opportunity now to relaunch and come out stronger, yeah. capitalized up with better product, and didn't quit on it. Exactly. You know, when they got hacked. So that's where I would be going with it. And no, and that's where they are going. But I think what I mean is, is that they wish the barn raise had happened faster, sooner, mm-hmm. so that they could have been live again while this sure. was going on, while this dump was going on. Yeah. To prove yeah. what they have. Or not. Or you not. Know, one or the other. So. Well, look, coming out of this, they'll be in a good position. Absolutely. There's only going to be a couple of algos left, right, that anybody has any faith in. So you got DAI, which most people say DAI is basically USDC at this point because there's so much in there. Um, you got Frax, uh, you got MIM, but you know <laughs> I'll never touch MIM again. Yeah. Um, you've got uh, Beanstalk, um, and there's others. Don't get me wrong, there are others. Uh, and there's the collateralized USDT, USDC, PAX, um, you know the other ones. But um, I think Frax is going to be in a golden position. Yeah. Uh, and I think Beanstalk's going to be in a golden position. So, yeah, I definitely think, you know, I think Frax comes out of this in a really good shape if they can just, yeah. you know, hold their stuff together. And, um, and then the other ones are what the other ones are. You yeah. know, Die, Die was making the moves a few months ago about putting a bunch of collateral in there, but it was going to be like public stock and real estate and hard assets. And they weren't talking so much about crypto as backing it. Right. Which I'm wondering. When I think back about um, UST, it's almost like it's a shorter's dream if the underlying asset is tradable. Yep. You know, if the collateral, because you know all you got to do is take it down and then boom, they got to yep. start liquidating. So, and then they sell it off themselves and price it down. I think DAI might be in better shape because of that. But, you know, USTD says USD. USTD. Says, <laughs> yeah. Now I'm stuck on Eamon's... Uh, meme there you know we have to launch the meme coin let's match yeah. a meme stable coin 
UST. And it's pegged to the price of UST or Luna. (laughs) Yeah. It reminds me of this joke. I'm not intending to piss off anybody, but, you know, we always talked about having like some kind of a crab shack at the beach when I was younger. Uh The joke was it's going to be all you can eat, but you just got to eat a lot of them. (laughs) (laughs) If you can connect our previous conversation together, you might get it. That's funny as shit. That's funny as um, shit. Yeah, no, look, um, you know, I'm psyched for Beans to come back out, you know, with their new and improved stuff. I mean, I, I like those guys, too. Um, yeah, this was the one, the Coinbase one. Another, you know, kind of shit show in play right now. Which, uh, your money is not your money. Yeah. Like and essentially, it's fractionalized. They're fractionalizing Bitcoin. They're fractionalizing all everything in their exchanges, right? They are, uh, they are printing Bitcoin. And if everybody came at them at once for their Bitcoin or their Ethereum or whatever, they don't have it. Yeah. And look at this, you know, so if you have staked a thousand Bitcoin at Coinbase and then they go under, you're not at the top of the food chain there Hell no. at that point. You're way down. You're below right. the common stockholders, basically. You're not in the debt chute. You're nowhere. Nope. So, you know, think about that, everyone. Yeah, so everybody knows what we're talking about. Coinbase, uh, in their most recent filings, said basically added to their filing that basically, if they go bankrupt, um, if if they go bankrupt, you know, you get in line as a creditor for to get your tokens out. Yeah, all the assets they're holding in custody on behalf of the clients are gone at that yeah. point, yeah. and you get your money back once they take care of you know, the chain above, which is generally debt comes first. So any, you know, short, long-term liabilities, anything characterizes debt is, is first. Um, even above that is like vendor relationships who they owe money to vendors. And then it'll usually go to the preferred stockholders or bond, well, bondholders, preferred stock, all of those guys, and then common stockholders, which is, you know, pretty much most of the people that are holding Coinbase right now. Right. And then below that, they're going to take care of the people that went ahead and gave them all the money, you know, parked and staked their hundred BTC there to go eke out what 1.2% interest or something like that. So you might want to rethink that. Yeah. Look Um, at the end of the day, it's the old adage, not, not your keys, not your coins. Right. And the, (laughs) the, the chains, the chains, I mean, the, the, the centralized exchanges are playing games with the trading. You're just a database. Your tokens are a database entry. They yeah. don't exist until you take them out, right? So get them into you know a wallet or and um, store them there, or hardware wallet, or get them out and use them in DeFi. But you know, you yeah, I mean, you cannot look, trust. Now look, no. they are central. They are insured for theft or exploits or hacks. So right. it's a safer place to be if that's your biggest worry. Um, and this isn't financial advice, but um, just understand that if Coinbase goes under, it's going to be a long time till you see your money. Yeah. So look, the opposite is if you go think about you put your money in a bank, you know, if you're looking for that safety, well, you know, that's insured up to some amount, but they've always paid in excess of that amount if you held more nobody's ever been stiffed on say a bank deposit well that's the way these deposits should be at coinbase it should be nobody gets stiffed but instead you know that'd be like your bank going under and then saying oh yeah everybody who put money with us you're at the bottom of the food chain you know yeah exactly you get your money last whatever's left you know you're four cents on a dollar so that to me is you know i think that should be somehow with Coinbase, those assets should be sort of firewalled off from the rest of the operation so that that stuff is, you know, sacrosanct, that that doesn't go anywhere. Yeah. And in fact, even it might be the first things paid out, you know, right. to depositors. But, you know, it's still a way to go in that space. It's in the U.S. It's publicly listed. There's plenty of avenues to litigate and get your money back other ways. But still, yeah, but if you need it anytime soon. Today. Yeah. yeah. No, you're looking at years. It's not the right message. Look at, at fucking all. Mount Gox. Now that's in Japan, but we're talking how many years now? People still don't have their money. It's like ten. Yeah. When was that? Like twenty twelve or something? I don't remember, but you know. So just just know. And that wasn't even a big public company either. Yeah. Look, I say at the end of the day, all Coinbase is is an on ramp. I said that when they yeah. went public. They're an on ramp and an off ramp. Nobody of any 
you, you don't trade on 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 Coinbase because the fees are stupid. It's yeah. like freaking Western Union. Um, and so it, it's it's an on-ramp and an off-ramp. It's a connection to your bank account. And that's no longer going to be novel. Eventually, there will be banks that let you buy crypto or there will be easier ways to buy it at better rates with lesser fees because people will see an opportunity. Like, that's a that's a big-ass business. So what are you laughing see, about? Niblet's latest one. Yeah, get you. I've got it on screen. I know what I'm looking at it on the screen. Yeah. <laughs> Chuck said USTD. USTD pegged to the price of penicillin. Yeah. Yeah. I, we should good. launch something, dude. This would be fucking hilarious. Yeah. We could put up a, we'll get another guy whose name's D O E K W O N E, the one. The Brought one to you by Doquan. And um, this is the new peg, and we want all the UST money to come over here, and we'll pay a 50% premium on all of it. Exactly. Exactly. It's only worth 20 cents now. So we'll yeah. get it for 40. Then we'll turn around and sell it back into Luna and pocket 60% or 60 yeah. cents. We could just peg it to the value of Doe's wallet. Like one, there'll be one USTD and it's worth $2 billion. <laughs> yeah. We're going to be auctioning it off later. No, we're going to go stake it at Ave. <laughs> hey, listen, um, all of you that joined us late, Please know that this will be available on YouTube to watch in its entirety, all the hilarity. Um, and uh, also, um, we have a podcast feed that it goes on. So search for Mission DeFi or DeFi Lunch on your favorite podcast app, and you'll never miss an episode unless I forget to post it. Yeah, with your Potsheimer's problem. <laughs> what did Nick Vandervink, maybe, maybe Doe will revive bases. Yeah, it's astounding, dude, that that was at the same time. It's just frigging it's, people are amazing, you know, which makes it look shiftier and shiftier. It just it really does. It, it, it's 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 just ridiculous. Eamon says we all going to make it here. Um, Yeah, we are. Uh, yeah, you just got to hang in. Yeah. You know, I some lessons I learned after the 2017, 18 stuff. Um, you know, I still remember sitting around. I think it was. I was watching that slow bleed the summer of 18 and, you know, and then yeah. And then don't forget, like, I think it was a right around us Thanksgiving day that then it just went in half, like seven to three Bitcoin <laughs> or something like that, you know? And I was like, what the, and now when I was like, Oh shit, I'm screwed. Cause I had a lot of people paying me and, you know, numbers of Bitcoin per month, not like dollar value. Right. So all of a sudden all my retainers just <laughs> collapsed. And then I managed to survive through the next couple of months and then Cryptopia got hacked. Oh yeah. And tons of stuff was gone on that. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, and then I remember I was sitting on buck bags of shit that I ended up having to sell for, you know, to cover some other expenses. And then I watched all those come back like 10 X in this last run. Yeah. So, you know, it's just a matter of staying alive and, you know, trying to pick some decent values, but, even like one of my buddies has been saying for five months, don't buy any alts unless they're 99% off the all time high. You know, so, which of course I said to him, well, if it's already off 99%, that doesn't mean it can't go off another 99%. Yeah, I, 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 that, that's not, I'm not going with that one. I'm not going with But that look one. at the charts now. Almost look, everything I'm, is 90% plus I, off the all time. I'm investing in fundamentals. I'm investing in projects with strong leadership, with a decentralized focus infrastructure plays chain plays um and you your lesson yeah absolutely mr well, snow look dog. i had fun i made some money on those rebase tokens snow dog those were fun those yeah. hey hey bite me what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> my mouse my my trackpad my trackpad just wasn't working klima kicked my ass dude no. i can't believe i didn't click on that 43 thought what was it 40 no thirty-four thousand yeah. was was what i had it probably you would have probably gotten hit with like three thousand in gas fees and it wouldn't have filled you know or something you know yeah I thanks for thanks I appreciate you buddy appreciate yeah. you making me feel better thank you but so you much know, yeah look you know I you know everybody knows I sold out of a lot of this stuff in November time frame just because I wasn't going to get caught on the downslide I didn't think it was going to be like this but and I thought it was going to be an opportunity to get back in sooner. But, you know, it's again, you, you got to sell some on the way up and take your money off the table. So you're right. not reeling. That's and I right. know a lot of people are new 
um, and they haven't run through a few of these cycles. But, you know, look, it's here to stay. Crypto's here to stay. You just got to, like, pick the good ones. And, you know, don't chase the stuff. I mean, we just saw one today that somebody shared and about, you know, some, what was that gold one or something like that? It was like, you know, total hustler language at the front end. It's the next BTC, you know, they got 21 million in coins and, but of course it's centralized and it's on Cardano. Right. And you're like, and people buy that, eat that shit up. And I'm like, you can't invest in that crap because most of it's not going to go anywhere. Yep. And if it does, you need to get out early. Yep. Because then you successfully front ran the Ponzi scheme. Um, so no. Nick asks, sorry if I missed this from earlier, but how do you think Luna will impact other algo stable projects? Hard to see many projects gain short-term traction after this collapse. Look, I think that a significant portion of the DeFi population will be skeptical about algo stable coins, but um, you know, there are, there are significant differences in the models um, that make some stronger and some weaker. So from my perspective, um, well, from a from a perspective of what's best for the inter ecosystem, we better not give up on algo stables because um, it is the only thing that keeps us from having a backdoor into shutting it down. Um, and I, I'm not necessarily believing that everything will get shut down by regulators, but I do think that the threat of shutdown um, will be used to uh, force compliance in other ways. And so um, we need to all do the research, do the work, read the analyses of people smarter than me um, that understand kind of the intricacies of these algorithms and make them work. So short term, do I think there'll be some fallout? Yeah. I mean, look, Frax is down to 13 uh, today. FXS is down to 13.86 today. To me, that's an opportunity because I think projects like Frax and Bean and others who have strong leadership, strong teams and strong models, um, actually can lead the way. And I think there's going to be a lot of money to be made on some of these protocols in the short term uh, on the peg tokens. So, yep, I um, I definitely think there will be a negative short-term impact, but I think long-term uh, it's going to be a boost. Now, uh, the one project that uh, I don't know where they are right now, but Maker, um, because everybody said, screw this after all this mess, had a nice run yesterday. I don't know where it is today. Yeah, it gave back. Gave back, but it's still up. Um, 14.20 and going into this morning. Oh, it had a nice run today, too, up to 18.39. So it gave back a lot, people dumping on it. But overall, it's at a higher price point. Oh, that's all today. There we go. Yeah, that looks nice. That looks nice. So Maker's a, a beneficiary, dies a beneficiary of this clusterfuck, um, you know when doe said by my hands die will die it's like we we commented on that stupid. whisk up another one buddy yeah exactly so oh nick said there's definitely a need for capital efficiency decentralization in stables absolutely and we'll get it right look we are going to have more failures this shit is going to keep breaking we are in a research experimentation and evolutionary process and if you can't stomach that you shouldn't be playing this game because all of these protocols DAOs, algorithmic stable coins dexes how they function options synthetics all of it is like you know a w three days old compared to traditional finance we are at the very beginnings of this and there will be more failures more exploits more hacks more problems more failures and and it's it's up to us to decide whether we want to take the risk Make sure we, you know, do what Joe says and get out while we have profits on board, but be willing Partially. to take be willing to the risk because we can make money, but also be willing to take the risk because it's good for finance. It's good for DeFi. It's good for the world to have DeFi thrive. So to me, every failure is an opportunity for better the next time. Yeah. I mean, look, it's the more, the more points you have out there, the more, diversification you have in your portfolio yep so cross asset classes um you know and also with these plays we're talking about capital velocity you know we talked a little bit about i think it was last week when the treasury guy was on 
And, you know, we talked about what happens when the Fed takes the stuff off the balance sheet, it comes out of the banks. So it gives them less money to lend. So if you know how banks make money off of lending to, you know, qualified, hopefully projects, then that money's held in deposits and it's re-lent out again. And again, there's that multiplier spin up. You know, DeFi could play a big role in that type of acceleration, making it faster and faster and faster. And that makes capital more efficient. And that's what any free market um, economist, business person, whatever wants to have happen. So DeFi is here to stay. Yep. Um, what it looks like in a year or two, um, I think is going to be very, very surprising. And I think a lot of the tech is going to be absorbed up by financial institutions to generate more profit margin for them. Um, you know, how that affects the consumer at that point from those mainstream institutions, I don't know, but there'll be more stuff coming. So, you know, they only sort of absorb the risk, well, the least, well, I don't want to say risk free, but let's say the least riskiest elements and then manage to fuck it up all on their own at that point. But the point is, if you can tolerate risk, get on the edge. If you can't, if you're playing with college money, rent money, whatever, then, you know, be more careful. Yep. And and don't go into these things where this type of shit can happen. Um, so the rumors, the rumors are flying. Citadel is uh, trending on Twitter right now. Yeah, no, that's the one I heard today too. Citadel, Citadel and now one about BlackRock uh, teaming up. And of course the conspiracy is now that, you know, TradFi, Janet Yellen, you know, basically said, go boys, go get them. Since she was talking about UST yesterday, I think that's I think that's a silly. stretch. They just went in. Shit. They just went in to clean, clear, you know, eight hundred million dollars in a day, and you know, make their investors happy. So but if it didn't work out, they would have lost five billion. Yeah, but okay, we don't so. have any. Yeah, we don't have any proof that they did it. But I'm assuming that'll have to come out in their reporting, right? I, I think they're a hedge fund, aren't they? Oh yeah, you're right. Never mind. So you know, they could pretty much disclose yeah. what they want. And yeah, I, they're they don't clear of any it. SEC exposure because this is an SEC, um, you know, it's not a public company. But I was right. just going to go that, but I remember having a lot of discussions about stable coins with people around those groups. And yep. they might consider that something different, maybe more fincen like but they ain't going to go after a U.S. hedge fund on that. Who's no. now going to pay $400 million in taxes. <laughs> like... <laughs> so they're gonna be like, yeah, have at it, boys. But yeah, that was the rumors I heard this morning too. Those same names. I didn't yep. hear BlackRock though. Yeah, so there's there's a there's a snippet sense. of a conversation going around showing Citadel and BlackRock teaming up on it. Anyway, we'll see. Um, yeah, that's all but I got, Joe. This is but insanity. you know this means that other ones look just to close on that. That means the ones that normally compete with Citadel and normally compete with BlackRock, you know, they're going to be getting into the game too. Yep. So. When you see something like that, then you're going to start seeing someone as, you know, like the future Doquani plays of the world. You know, you're going to see another one of these banking groups in there already to run defense of yep. that type of stuff. You know, maybe BlackRock was involved because, I mean, they're pretty much USDC at this point. So, yeah, exactly. Um, they have a massive you know, investment there. So it yeah. makes sense to make $800 million and destroy a competitor. Yeah, so the trick is stay out of the gun sites of these guys that have unlimited leverage, basically, to take you out and keep executing and keep your friggin' mouth shut. Don't be like <laughs> egging people on. I mean, that is the thing in this space. Now the big boys are here, so yeah. they have no problem cutting your throat and taking your money. They don't even, they, they do not do care. Do not give a shit at all. Do not, they don't care about the mission. They don't give a shit about anything. So they care about their shareholders. Exactly. And they're investors and that's it. So I guarantee yep. there's high five. If it was those guys, there's high, well, whomever it was, there's a lot of high fives going on around a conference table somewhere. Oh, definitely. And the $70,000 bottles of wine are flying and in come the strippers and the sushi. So <laughs> on that note, on that note, Hey, everybody, thanks for listening and watching. If you're joining us for the first time, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts or on YouTube. Click the little bell so you get alerted when we have new episodes out. We would really appreciate a review on Apple Podcasts or uh, leave us a comment on the YouTube channel for this episode. Um, all of our episodes end up on our podcast feed and on YouTube. We also live stream them on uh, LinkedIn and Twitch. So wherever you prefer to get your fill of DeFi lunch, uh, we've got you covered. 
So thank you for listening. We love you. We appreciate you. Chuck, Niblets, Nick, Eamon, all of you guys who have contributed to the conversation today. Thank you so much. We appreciate you being here and participating and uh, love the engagement and all the smart thinking. Joe, have a great afternoon. Have a good day, buddy. Yeah, you Talk too, to man. you later on.